Hi, it's me, Tessa, back with your astro podcast, climate, little discussion here for the month. Um, yeah, let's get into it. It's a full moon in Libra. It is also in Kinzimi, which means kind of like a, in layman's terms, the way that the sun is hitting this full moon. Um, is going to be very intense. Um, I think it's in conjunction with Chiron. So is it going to be this big opening into pain cycles, wounding cycles that truthfully, if you don't want to hear this, get over it. Um, and we will never heal, but our perpetual teachers are kind of continual nurturers of new perspectives and unravelings. They kind of tend to unspiral continuously and um that is not a bad thing there's certain things that benefit us in the sense um when they are things that we have to constantly look at so get your pen get your pad get ready for this full moon in libra in kazimi and also in conjunction with your chiron baby and mercury moving into taurus which is very sweet very nice very needed all right thank you Hello. <coughs> okay, sorry, I hit a bowl a second ago. <coughs> and I have a really gnarly sinus infection leaving me right now. And that was that was really painful. I also have to go turn off some chicken. And I just started recording, so I'm not gonna stop. Um and you might hear my cat. He wants to come outside with me. He cannot. Because he'll run off and we don't need to have that kind of stress in our lives now anyway this full moon in libra i think is really supportive to simplifying and kind of removing any excess whittle waddle that we've been putting in the way of what it is that we need to get right get aligned get grounded get stable get harmonize harmonize maybe to some people means something different maybe for you you are pretty stable and your routines are pretty set in place and you you know you're in a place where um your life kind of sticks to and has sat in a safe zone and that's a beautiful thing it's honestly what i'm working on right now as a young woman um so maybe some your harmony right now is spicing things up being spontaneous um trusting in the fall of like whatever new thing that you need to embark on since it is a you know sun and aries um and with sun being in aries and being kazimi there's this huge highlight with it also chiron playing a huge role in the cofactors of the sky right now um i think it's a really big highlight on how we identify with our wounds and how that affects our day-to-day life and how that how that affects our harmony and the harmony that we can cultivate and that we keep safe and that we keep sacred and i think that aries is a lot more than just the individual as an individual takes to be a lot more than just that um it's kind of like i think an overall statement aries is really beginning energy and um actually in vedic astrology aries just started so right now we're pretty deep into aries uh, almost actually out of it but in Vedic astrology, which is a little bit more uh, in conjunction with the relevant um, sky, uh, that 
is just starting. So I like to think of all of these energies coming in at once. I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but just think of this full moon in Libra is going to be very emotionally charged. And because Mercury is in Taurus, the expressions and communications of how we like to, uh, you know, show people, I would like to say, because I think that Taurus being very tangible, very here and now sign, um, as well as Aries being very here and now sign, and it's a cardinal sign as well. Um, so thinking of these energies is very like abrupt in a way, not abrupt, but if you're asleep, if you're not paying attention, it could be abrupt. If you are, um, uh, you know, confused, ungrounded, frustrated in certain areas, there could be abrupt um, illuminations, we can say, in areas of your communication with your family and the people that you interact with, because Libra also rules relationships. And Libra, being in relationships and harmony, and also means the harmony relationship within yourself, because these are also reflections of your external world. And so I'm not one that believes that everything is, I mean, I do believe that, but I don't think it's as simplified as most people explain it to be. So take into account that maybe right now, you need to learn and reevaluate your relationship with rest, with rejuvenation, because Aries is all about during the springtime, it be rest and rejuvenation. It's kind of the beginning of spring, so not necessarily the big um, showing off of spring. It's kind of like the beginning hums, the gentle rumblings. And I think that's Aries is mistaken to be this like <clears throat> steadfast, hard heading energy. And it needs to be to generate energy to even bloom but i don't think it is i think of leo that way more so i think aries is kind of like um just coming out of the womb it's like you know just learning it's kind of like pulling and reaching out and coming back in and it's very uh active and engaged and so i think right now with the full moon being libra this is a really great time to understand um, what it is that brings you harmony and what harmony looks like for you. And that also ties into you as an individual. Like, what are your perspectives on the way that you cultivate um, your individualism and the people that are also co-factors in that because you co-create it. You are not just, we are, nothing is one. Um, as cheesy as it sounds, we are microcosmic beings also made up of microorganisms like the bacteria in our guts, our skin, um, the organ systems that generate our body and our movement. So I think right now is a great time to tap into um, kind of like after all this bigness that Pisces and all this Neptunian energy has brought us, we can really just ground down with Mercury and Taurus and learn how to express our truer nature, our truer um, individualism, and see how that also is necessary to the collective, which is, you know, Libra, full moon Libra, and how how do your wounds and you understanding your wounds, um, how does that nurture yourself and your inner community so that you can better nurture your community and know what your role is as an individual, which I think is another huge Aries Libra dynamic is how, what is your role as an individual to the community and vice versa? What is their roles to you and how can they, and how do they help you cultivate that already? Now, um, I pulled some cards and, 
I just want to go through these really quickly because I got something to do today. Hathor is a goddess. Uh, and you can also obviously hear my cat. I need to take him on a walk. So I'm going to do that. But Hathor is a goddess of the um, Egyptian lineage. And she is the goddess of receptivity. And so when I think of receptivity, I'm not thinking of just like... I mean, it just depends on what it means to you. What is the first thing that comes to mind when you think of receptivity? And is it relevant to your situation now? Is usually how I think of these things, especially when I pull oracle cards. Because uh, never think of oracle cards, tarot cards, anything as outside of yourself. It's kind of like going to a psychologist. They ask you certain questions so that you can better understand your patterns and what are necessary patterns for your growth and what are necessary patterns to dismantle that are obviously been hindrances to some degree to your growth um, but also teachers and empathy and compassion towards others that may be doing the same thing and then lessening the anger and maybe um, you know frustration you may feel towards people who treat you in certain ways based on similar dynamics okay Hathor is huge energy of dismantling your hardship towards receiving me, myself, my receptivity issues are pretty intense. I have a really hard time receiving. Um, it's a lot of sensation for me. And that's how kind of the conclusion I came to it. And maybe this is what that comes down to you. There's a different reasons. But for me, I'm learning to give myself, I'm learning receptivity and receiving and understanding how I see and feel receptivity um, through the mundane because I don't really. I'm not an extravagantly rich person. I'm just a normal person um, in the everyday life. And I also think that I gained, we are gaining wisdom together at all times. And so some of the wisdom that I've gained recently is, and f I mean, I guess it's more reinstated for the last decade um, now that I've become an adult and it's a little bit different now. Uh, pleasure and the food that I eat and how good it is for me because I do take time and I'm grateful for that, the time and the effort and the money that I put into my food and the way that I cook it and the place I cook it in and who I cook it with and all these other factors that I think used to not be a big deal to me, but now I see the solace and the many therapies they are. <clears throat> I see that in receptivity, um, I can better receive my nutrients when I sit down and I remove myself from excess stimulus, as cheesy as it sounds. And it's frustrating as it can be at first. Um, when I just sit down with my loved one or just like right now, I was just eating breakfast out in my backyard. If you don't have a backyard, eating breakfast in a place that you feel look, look, looks beautiful to you. Um, I can feel like it can be a form of receptivity. To receive that is a beautiful thing. Um, feeling the hot, warm water on your back is something to receive there's just some, every if you can learn to receive in most moments then um receiving starts to become second nature and i think that's when we start to really let go of old patternings that um kind of make it the first nature to not want to or to question or to become skeptical of or to just be lost in thought that is that really pulls us away from ourselves and our individualism and our you know role in our collective um, I think learning to receive is a great, the biggest teacher in understanding what your role is as a person, um, as far as like learning to receive just every day in all the ways gives you kind of a keystone in how you give and what you want to give and what that looks like. Um, and this is very 
ambiguous and not really say anything specific because it's not supposed to be anything specific. Just receive, okay? Good first card, I think. I think I'm only going to give you guys a couple because I, yeah, again, we do a lot of time. The goddess Irene. There's no need to worry as everything is working out beautifully. This does not mean when I say and I see things like this, when I am reminded of the archetype of Irene or the angel Irene, if you believe in deities and the entities that they are um, and her support for peace and the following, you know, up on receptivity. I think that peace is not necessarily that your life and everything around you is going great. I think it's that you find ways and times, no matter what's going on, through challenges to find grace and moments of bliss, even if it is for two minutes out of the 24 hours in a day. Um, it's better than none. And I think that uh, there's not really much way other way to say it, but remember your tools, your breathing techniques, the people around you, the foods, the sounds, the textures, the colors, all the things that make you feel good and safe and bring you joy. Um, I noticed that I really love pastels and pinks. I wear a lot of dark colors. I prefer to wear dark colors on my skin and the way that I look, but I prefer for the lights in my home to be you know, beautiful colors and not just like these white warm lights. I prefer to spend a lot of time outside so that I can um, enjoy the beauty of the different shades and colors in nature. Um, I think finding peace in different ways that you can is the best way to really understand the way that peace works in you and your life. And there's no other way but that. And through that process, Kuan Yin, when I was in my yoga teacher training, 1212, huh? Kuan Yin, um, was a huge teacher for me because I am really fucking mean to myself. Um, I'm really mean to people mentally. I can just be very harsh. I'm a harsh person um, to some degree, as we all can be. I'm also a really gentle person and very soft and sensitive. And that's why sometimes I can be harsh because there's a little part of me that's highly defensive for uh, many reasons. And But in the moment, not any reason and not logical. And there has to be a nurturing there. And through compassion, I think, in compassion, not being letting things be walked all over or be um, ill to not being compassionate to your truth, but really understanding compassion as what is the most um, honest and nurturing thing that I can do for this moment in time now that's going to ensure the future is um, safe and sound and honest um i don't know i think compassion really is a lot about, more about honesty than it is about being nice i think compassion is when you see a person that is without home and it makes you uncomfortable to some degree because maybe you do have a home or maybe you're close to that place or maybe you're f super far away from that place you never even understood that place maybe just giving them a little nod smile and if you have a dollar no matter what you think they're gonna spend that fucking dollar on give them a fucking dollar maybe give them a glass of water or uh you know i usually keep because i live in a very hot place i keep water in my car and i give out water bottles um anything that shows that you see that person as a person compassion is not about being the best it's a, the, the nicest the most kindest the least argumentative the least combative it's about being honest it's about trying to see people for who they are at least at the very least and it's about just yeah seeing things for what they are that's really what i think it is and that's why kuan yin is really supportive to that 
big breathing practices, I think, is supportive and, you know, tapping into their energy. Um, yeah. And I think some great journal questions. Get your pens and pads out ready for this full moon in Libra um, because it is coming at the end of an equinox, okay? So let's keep that in mind. Um, I think it's important to just reflect verbally with yourself and on paper because, you know, we grow up for a long time um, kind of being validated that way, and I think that's the only way the psyche really can truly understand anything, which is unfortunate sometimes, but maybe that's not. Maybe it's its own grace. So, um, yeah, get your pens, get your pads out really quick. The cards I'm pulling or pulled from, I should say already, I pulled these a little bit actually ago. Um, is the Cantigee Oracle, and it's a fucking, that's stunning, it's based off the ecology of the earth, and it's fantastic, and I'm not gonna get too much into it, but it's cool, you should get it, um, a fierce desert flower, number 18, a coiled snake, 29, and last but not least, and of course, number 13, your delights charm the world. Now, you can flip to, if you have this, or if you don't, I'm sorry you don't, you can look it up on Google. I'm sure they have the captions and such on there. Um, these are some general questions you can write down for yourself, and I think they're really, really nice because these are some great symbols um, to reflect upon. Now, the guidance of this is, as an icon, um, use this image to remind yourself that, uh, now, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. LOL at me. Um, number 29, the coiled snake. Use this image to remind yourself to protect yourself from forces that drain or harm you so your strength is conserved for the right moments. Let this image remind you of your deep strength in times when you feel vulnerable and need to protect yourself. And let this image give you the courage to reveal your power at the right times in the right ways for the good of all, including yourself. Again, let this image give you the courage to reveal your power at the right times and in the right ways for the good of all, including yourself. Now that is compassion, discernment, and I think that Libra also, being the creeper of justice, represents that quite a bit. Um, so one of the questions you can be asking yourselves right now is, do I protect myself skillfully? Do I generally tend to be more protective of myself or do I tend to unfurl my power? Does my situation call for self-protection, conservation of energy, or for displaying and extending my full power? Do I let my power unfurl in the right moments? When I show and utilize my power, does it lead to positive results for myself and others? Do I use my power in ways that harm me or others? Do I protect myself skillfully? Do I protect myself in the right moments? Do I protect myself longer than necessary? If I am in a long-term unsafe situation in which it is rarely, if say, ever safe to use my power or shift out of protection mode, is there a way I can give myself safety and is there a way someone can help me get to safety? Now, these are types bid or reassess on how you work with the spectrum of protection and reveal, just like the snake. All right, cool. Next is going to be... 18 a desert a fierce desert flower which i think is pretty noted because i love me some desert and i live in a quite beautiful area that is represented often um, as i watch little animals from desert move around now the guidance for this archetype is going to be um pretty important things blossoming is either imminent and in full unfurled wonder this blossoming could be an aspect of yourself relationship a project or a culmination of a long labored path whatever it is something in you or in your life is ready to explore color and a presence and to be seen and is 
the purpose of any flower. There is something that will draw further a support to you and once you let it show. And the second factor is to consider when you are drawn to this archetype is that the difficulties of your situation are not hindrances. In fact, the challenges of your circumstance are the very things enabling you to create the level of beauty and wonder that is now gestating and building within or perhaps now emerging and unfurling from your life or being. Consider how you might apply the work of a Zen master, Shinaru, I can, I'm not even going to butcher it, honestly, in his name and power, um, to your situation. Enjoy your problems. Hmm, I think that one's really powerful. Enjoy your problems. Last but not least, but this archetype has a fierce quality to it. This is not merely a pretty little posy. This is a blossom that dares to bloom in the face of adversity, that catches any eye at a great distance and stares back with untamed intensity, with a feral determination. This is a flower that lasts and succeeds in its mission because it emerges from a deeply rooted and long cultivated power. Note that fierceness, fierceness in and of itself is neither aggressive nor angry. It is rather a state of firmly being firmly rooted in clarity and conviction and from that strength of stance and skillfully directing unquerable power, you can remember yours. Last but not least, 13, your delights will charm the world. And oh my God, is that not truth? This guidance cultivates your capacity for generating contentment from within. There is no matter of denying how you are feeling in the moment. It is a matter of how observing and acknowledging your current emotional state as one sole factor within the greater scheme of your circumstances. Now, the questions to maybe ask yourself here is, what if you generate happiness from within for no outer reason? And what if the world reflects happiness back at you? I just realized I never gave you guys a question for 18. So pause write that one down first and then fast forward back to 18 and uh what if my challenges are making me beautiful and what if my love is more powerful than any adversity and that is the fierce desert flower these are some questions and journal prompts you didn't catch them all maybe you should rewind also one last one carried by the currents i feel like this one's really good and i think it's important here because holy shit um i have a hard time with this one but it's teaching me some really grand lessons and i feel like i'm kind of getting it right now this time around this spiral feels good carried by the current um, as a guidance, this is going to be, you find yourself drawn to this archetype, an indication that you have now access to flow state. At this time in the situation, everything will go more smoothly if you relax your body, surrender any unnecessary effort, and be with the holy present with the process that is currently unfolding. The questions for this one is going to be, what if I let myself take the path of least resistance for now? What if I let myself be held, led, guided for now? And what if it's safe to trust what flows? And that's where I feel like um, a lot of discernment, a lot of trust, a lot of that release, that receptivity we were talking about earlier can come from. Um, it's not necessarily that everything is going to work out if you duck out and don't put your hands in the work. It's more so that you have to trust the work that you're doing is going to allow you to do that eventually. And if it's not now, find ways that it can. If you can't get it yourself, ask for support. And there's, you know, obviously so many fucking nuances to that. But for the most part, 
I hope this week finds you well. I hope this full moon treats you nice and dandy. I would say light yourself a beautiful little white candle, maybe a little bit of a grounding incense or something that you feel connected to, some smell, um, may that be a perfume, maybe that is a stew, maybe that's a tea, whatever you have access to though. Um, your ritual doesn't have to be grand, it doesn't have to be big, but make sure you say your prayer, make sure you speak your truth, make sure you say what you need to say to ensure that you're staying continuously action-oriented on the path that brings you closer to what it is that you need to do to play the role that it is that you are meant to play here on this planet in this big ass fucking I don't know village I guess you could call it <sighs> was that very Aries this whole podcast was really Aries in the sense that it was very <sighs> excitable alright love you guys rewind all of that if you want to write those down um, look up four box breaths Look up grounding and what that looks like, what that is. Drink one tablespoon of nettles, one tablespoon of rose petals, one tablespoon of chamomile, maybe two actually. I actually take that back too. A dash of H2A2 heavy cream, a little bit of raw honey from your local fucking apothecary, and um, have a great day. Love y'all. Bye.